It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Football team with the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm your host, David Harrison, Chris Russell, off for today's episode. Welcome, new listeners, returning listeners. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. It'll help other fans of the franchise find the show just like you did when we are not here. You can find Chris at the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with his co host there, Pete Medhurst. Find Russell and Medhurst on the Odyssey app, as well as Locked On WFT Pod, also on the Odyssey app. You can also find Chris in writing, covering your Washington football team for SI.com. On Twitter at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82, and the show is at Locked WFC Pod. Today's episode brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Here on today's show, unfortunately, we are going to be talking COVID, ladies and gentlemen. COVID-19 rearing its ugly head during training camp, so we are going to go over some of that news, and then we are going to hear from two people. We're going to hear from Brandon Scherf in segment two, a recent post-training camp practice comment he made about being a member of the franchise for the duration of his career. We're going to catch up on that, and then we're going to hear from Julian Council, host of the Locked On Carolina Panthers uh, podcast. He has some interesting things to say about Curtis Samuel and his fit in the Norv Turner slash Scott Turner offense. So we'll hear from him as well. And then Madden ratings are on deck. They are being released. So segment three, we're going to talk about those ratings. But like I said, to start off today's show, we're talking COVID-19. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it is what it is. It's going to be a big part of this season, guys. And it continues to be a big part of training camp as Deron Payne just the latest member of the Washington football team franchise to go on the COVID, the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, he did tweet out subsequently that, quote, I do not have COVID. And then he he also put on a, uh, a hand slapping the face emoji uh, character there at the end of that tweet, end quote. Perhaps the most interesting quote I've ever had to read with an emoji description in it. But listen, Deron Payne on the list. If he doesn't have COVID, that means he's on the list as a close contact. And as it's been pointed out time and time again for other players, you don't go on the reserve COVID-19 list as a close contact unless you were unvaccinated. So essentially, these guys going on this list because of being a close contact, not actually having COVID-19 themselves means that they're being outed essentially as being unvaccinated, whether you know they care about being outed, quote unquote, for that or not. Of course, everybody has their opinions on it. Ron Rivera, uh, the head coach of the Washington football team, has been very boisterous about his opinion and his desire to have as many players uh, get the vaccination as possible, citing recently his frustrations with the low number on the team, still one of the lowest vaccination rates across the National Football League. 
And Coach Rivera talking about this, there, there's seven guys at the time of this. And I mean, there might be even more uh, by the time I'm actually sitting down to record this. And by the time you listen to this, Coach Rivera sat down and talked about how, you know, all of these guys, Brandon Scherf, Curtis Samuel, Matt Ioannidis, Deron Payne, they would not be, and the, and the other guys, they would not be available for a game this weekend if there was a game this weekend due to the protocols and the agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA for players who are unvaccinated, who do have uh, the virus, and then who are in close contact. Of course, you know, there's a possibility that even if you're vaccinated, you have, uh, you contract the virus that you don't, you're not going to be able to play. But I think Coach Rivera's message here is essentially doing everything you can, you know, in preparation for your team and in support of your team to make sure that you are available. We've talked about it plenty of times on this show, the best ability, the greatest ability in the National Football League, of course, is availability. And those are some very important players. Obviously, the team knows, uh, you know, what it means to be without Matt Ioannidis sort of miss out on his services potentially because of this would be a shame. Obviously, Deron Payne is a huge part. Curtis Samuel expected to be a big new part of this offense along with quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if you miss him for the first you know, part of the season, do something like this. And then Brandon Scherf, I mean. We're going to hear about Brandon on his long-term future uh, future with the franchise here, but Brandon Scherf, someone that we've talked about on this show uh, plenty of times before, playing on a contract or a franchise tag again, still in look for that long-term contract. You know, again, you got to be available for the team, and you got to kind of show them that you know you're going to do what you need to do, and that's part of the decision-making process, right? Everybody's got to take that into account. And Coach Rivera has, has talked about it again, and said that some of these guys are just so dug in, you know, uh, uh, against getting the vaccination that there's really you know nothing that you can probably say to them to convince them otherwise. And some of them are just they just kind of don't know. They don't know the information out there. They haven't done the research or talk to enough people. So Coach Rivera, the medical staff, whoever uh, is in there willing to kind of talk to these guys about what it really means, what what the ramifications potentially are of not getting it, of getting it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's still something that everybody's kind of learning as we go, I think. So a little bit of confusion, a little bit of conflict, I think is to be expected, but you can kind of see here why the head coach of this football team is as frustrated as he is, you know, something that's not football related, essentially, uh, rearing its ugly head into their operations and and disrupting what they're trying to put together, uh, you know, with with a very good roster and and look, uh, again we talked about this before, Chris and I, you know, you have to make the decisions that you make for yourself. There have been other players uh, who have come out and said that if you know if they had to choose between getting the vaccine or sitting out the season, that they would sit out the season. We know there were players last year who decided to sit out the season as well. These guys, you know, they make enough money. They if they have enough money stored away and they're smart financially, that they can take that year off if they so choose. You know, that's if that's their prerogative, that's their prerogative. All Coach Rivera and anybody else can do is is try to, you know, reason and give the reasons why they feel like they should uh, receive the vaccine in support of the organization and the team. And just a little bit of cl clarification going on as we get through this process on the close contacts thing, because that's uh, that's kind of been a, a point of contention. I saw something with uh, related to Kirk Cousins now, obviously, with the Minnesota Vikings as I think all of their quarterbacks or three of their quarterbacks went on the reserve COVID-19 list, all of them because they're close contacts, all of them unvaccinated. And that kind of, you know, it reared its ugly head there. You know, what if a team were to go uh, with, have to go with no quarterbacks because of, of this whole ordeal. And, you know, again, uh, you know, a lot of players have gone on record saying that, you know, they respect each other's decisions and the other players' decisions. Those who have been vaccinated respect the decisions of those who are not. Those who are unvaccinated, same thing. They respect the, the decisions of those who are. Uh, it'll continue to be a storyline as we move through the preseason towards the regular season. And it's, you know, bottom line, guys, I, I mean, just the way that it's kind of working out right now, I don't think there is a way that COVID-19 doesn't impact the scheduling, the play, and the results of at least one game 
this regular season. And of course, that adds a whole new layer to things. And a more trivial layer to that is if you're a betting type of person, you put money on a game, something like this happens right before kickoff. You may or may not have time to adjust, but no matter how you're doing your betting, we hope that you're doing with our friends over at Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it be baseball, which is in full swing, or the NFL coming up, NBA free agency is going on. There might be some prop bets involved there. Before the next contest, head over to betonline.ag using your laptop or mobile device. Check out all their great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Again, head to betonline.ag, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now for 72 here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison coming at you solo on today's episode. My co-host Chris Russell off for now. You can find him on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find the show at Pod and find me at Harrison 82 I mentioned it earlier, guys. Brandon Scherf talked recently with the media and was asked about his long-term future and outlook with the organization. So for those of you who haven't heard it yet, let's listen in to what Brandon had to say. Uh, first time we're seeing you since uh, your contract situation yep. uh, came to, to a head there. You're, you're back on, on the tag. Uh, for some guys, playing on the one-year deals is the way to go. Others may be a myth they didn't get a longer-term deal. How comfortable are you with your situation uh, right now? Well, I'm comfortable. You know, I'm excited to be here again. I've, I've, I keep stating that I want to be here the rest of my career. So uh, I'm here for another year, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be here for the, for the future, and that's my goal. But all I can focus on playing this year and playing the best that I can and, be, like I said, being that leader for everybody else. Sorry to ask another longer-term question, yep. but obviously to this point, neither you guys haven't been able to negotiate a long-term deal. You've done a tag twice, a third tag seems unlikely. So how how confident would you be to actually be able to figure out a long-term deal if you haven't been able to to this point? I'm very confident. You know, like I said, I've I've always stated I want to be here the rest of my career, so I'm I'm very confident in that. All right, guys. Again, that is Washington Football Team interior offensive lineman Brandon Scherf responding to a question from media about his long-term future with the franchise, stating again. What we've already kind of known is that Brandon Scherf wants to be in Washington for the duration of his career, and you have to admire that desire. You have to admire, you know, that 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 want to stay with one franchise for your entire career. But then you also have to look at this. You know, there there's two sides of these negotiations, right? There's one side that's coming from the organization saying, "Look, you've had some injury issues. Maybe you know the outside might say that you're like a top five guy, but maybe we view you as a top ten, top fifteen guy, and we're going to pay you as such." And then there's Brandon's side and his agents and then, you know, saying, look at what everybody says about us. Look how talented we are when we're on the field, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of the balance that has to be struck. And if Brandon has his eyes on a number that the team is not willing to meet, he's either going to have to come down on that number or hope that he proves himself important enough and valuable enough to the team that they have to uh, come up and match his number. We'll see what happens this offseason. But again, I think everybody and you kind of hear it in the voice of the person asking the question, there are not a lot of optimism that this thing is going to get done and that Brandon Scherf will be a Washington Red Wolf, Wolf, you know, whatever, Red Tail, whatever other team becomes after the season. Not a lot of confidence that Brandon Scherf is going to be there to don the new uniform for the organization. 
Of course, there's a new guy to the franchise that we're pretty sure is going to be wearing whatever that new uniform, that new logo is, and that is wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Recently, I sat down with Julian Council of the Locked On Panthers podcast to talk about the former Carolina wide receiver, so let's listen into that conversation. Joining me now here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast, Julian Council, host of the Locked On Panthers podcast on Twitter, at Julian Council, guys, the link for him on Twitter will be in the uh, show description here. So make sure you go down there, give Julian a follow, make you a lot smarter on things, Carolina Panthers. And of course, why should you care about the Carolina Panthers? Well, for one, this this gentleman is very, very smart on your coaching staff and specifically a player joining the Washington football team this year. And that, of course, is wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Uh, full disclosure here, I had Julian on the Locked on Bucks podcast, uh, actually this episode airing before that episode. So just funny how things will work. Um, but we were talking about some of the losses that the Carolina Panthers suffered uh, between 2020 and 2021. And Julian, you mentioned Curtis Samuel as being kind of the low-hanging fruit. I expected you to to, uh, to isolate Samuel as the biggest loss from this team, from the Carolina Panthers team between the two seasons. But you actually went a different direction. And then you mentioned that you're, you're not sure why Curtis Samuel would go back to Ron Rivera and that coaching staff, that system, that scheme. Considering how misused he was in Carolina, that really got me interested. I think Washington fans would be interested as well. So first, let's talk about his days in Carolina. Can you kind of expand on, on why you say that Curtis Samuel was so misused under Ron Rivera back in their Panthers days? I wouldn't even necessarily place it on Ron, David. I'd place it on Norv Turner. Like Norv was basically a dinosaur in the game of football when he took over as the offensive coordinator here in Carolina for the final two seasons of Rivera. And I don't really think Norv had a ton of new concepts. And mm -hmm. for him, getting the ball to Curtis Samuel basically came down to jet sweeps and quick outs when I think Curtis can actually be an all-around wide receiver. And I also, in defense, too, of Norv, Curtis Samuel kind of came as a hybrid guy at Ohio State. He played a lot yeah. of running back, a lot of wide receiver. I think he was still growing into the role as a wide receiver. But I don't think it's coincidence that last season in Carolina and McCaffrey being out played a large role of it. But I don't think it's a coincidence that he had his best season once he got out of that system with Joe Brady taking over and the Panthers playing a lot more three and four wide receiver sets, which is not necessarily something that North Turner liked to implement a lot. He liked to, liked to have a lot of tight ends on the field instead of fullback on, on in their personnel, just kind of archaic offensive lies. And now Scott Turner, we'll see how creative he is. I didn't watch a ton of Washington last year. Yeah, I just found it curious that he would go back to play for a system where he not that wasn't necessarily utilized, not necessarily his best start to his career. Because there's a lot of question marks about Curtis going into last season on whether mm -hmm. he really was ever going to be that guy. And as you as it turned out, you know, he turns out to be a pretty good player, which I don't think anyone ever had any doubt about. It just was he, we ever going to get to see it while he was in Carolina, and he got the bag in Washington. So yeah, to me, it's not necessarily surprising in terms of like everyone loves Ron Rivera. He's a player's coach for sure, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. Yeah. But in terms of the numbers that you had and the placement within that scheme, I would have thought that maybe there might have been other options that he would have looked at. But then again, with what's going on, the pandemic and the offseason and free agency, there wasn't a ton of money with the salary cap going down for mm -hmm. him to go chase other opportunities. I just – I look at it and I, I've kind of questioned it a little bit just based off what we saw of him back in a Turner-led offense in Carolina. 
Yeah. And I mean, and I think that's a fair assessment. Obviously, you know, Scott Turner, not North Turner, but I mean, where did, where did Scott start learning football? Most likely from his father. So uh, some of those tendencies are going to obviously transfer over. Uh, when you look at this, this Washington group, and again, you, you know, you, you don't cover the Washington football team. So nobody here listening to this should be expecting you to be an expert on all things WFT. But let's put on kind of the coordinator hat on for a little bit. We all love to be, you know, better coordinators than the guys who are doing it in the NFL. Uh, if you have a wide receiver stable of Terry McLaurin, the Ami Brown, the new guy out of North Carolina, and then you add Curtis Samuel to that group, you also got a running back group uh, featuring guys like Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. Uh, it's it's kind of like a carbon copy of a lot of the similar type players. Uh, to be honest with you, Chris and I, during the offseason, we kind of expected Washington maybe target Kenny Galladay, knowing that he was going to be a more expensive option, but they had the cap space. He's a little bit bigger. Uh, than some of the guys they have there not a whole lot of top shelf uh, strength and size in this Washington football team offense right now how would you if you had the ear of Scott Turner seeing kind of some of the shortcomings that happened under his father with Curtis Samuel if we're basically looking to maximize Curtis Samuel how would you recommend uh, Washington employs him this year well they got to find ways to get the ball in his hands at every possible moment like Terry McLaurin is going to be your number one guy like that's going to be your top route runner the dude you're going to be looking for first off pretty much every time you're out there. Now I go back to last season, getting the ball in his hands, not just as a receiver, but as a runner, because again, back at Ohio state, he played both positions and that's yeah. something that they didn't really utilize when he came to Carolina. They wanted him to be more of a pure route runner than an all purpose kind of player. Mm -hmm. He ran it 41 times last season, the year prior to that 19 and a year prior to that only eight. So 27 carries over two seasons with North Turner and in 41 last year in one season with Joe Brady. So finding a way to give him the football in that situation as a rusher, more so than a receiver, that's the way I would implement it. And he's, he can be a deep ball guy, but I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Diami Brown, he's also a Charlotte kid. I mean, the dude is, is going to be a deep ball threat. Yeah. I, now, what I don't want to see, for your sake, is Diami Brown trying to run slants across the middle because he does have a serious drop problem. And there's, there were times last year and at North Carolina offense, I go back to the Virginia Tech game where literally they were not stopped at any single point for Virginia Tech in that game, except for twice when they had the punt. They had the punt mm. because Downey Brown dropped a wide open pass on third down mm. over the middle. So that's the one thing I'll say about that. But yeah, getting Curtis Samuel the ball as a rusher at equal parts as a rusher and a wide receiver, I think is the best way to try and implement things. And not just like the casual Jeff Sleeves. Why don't you just put him in the backfield and just hand the ball off to him on an outside zone, inside zone, and figure things out that way. You don't have to do all the trickery. I think he's going to be an, an excellent player for Washington. I love that young receiving core. And, you know, it's going to be really up to your boy Fitzmagic, who, by the way, as a starting quarterback, has never taken the team to the playoffs. So I thought <laughs> it was kind of curious how we all have this love affair for Fitzmagic when we've seen yeah. plenty of times where this guy – does not show up when it really matters. Like week 17 hmm. back in 2015 on the road when he was a New York Jets quarterback on the road against Buffalo completely craps his pants. So good luck with that. <laughs> I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that I, I hope my dad grew up, grew up a formerly Redskins fan, football mm -hmm. team fan. And I, I've watched the pain that he's had to endure. Yeah. And it just was surprising to me that that's what y'all want to have as your starter and then your backups are Kyle Allen, who can't protect the football, and Heineke, who looked great um, on that Saturday night game against right. Tampa, but also seems like a questionable character if you check out his Twitter account ever. Mm. <laughs> we will see a whole lot coming from Julian Council, host a lot on Panthers podcast. Julian, I appreciate it. A little bit of Samuel Brown, some quarterback analysis. And look, I am, I am cautiously optimistic about what we're going to get out of Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I've told our audience several, several times, 
I, I love the man himself from, from covering with the Buccaneers more than probably on-field production, but I have some confidence in what the on-field production could be with the weapons they have around. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Scott Turner having to put it all together and employ these weapons the right way. Great stuff from you, Julian. I appreciate you joining us. Again, guys, host of the Locked On Panthers podcast five days a week. Check him out over there if you want some honest and some con- concise analysis on Twitter as well, at Julian Council. Julian, thank you so much, brother. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, David, anytime. All right, again, big shout out to Julian Council. Really greatly appreciate him jumping on with us, talk about uh, a little bit of everything, as it turns out. Went into it looking to talk Curtis Samuel, spread over a lot of topics. So great insight there from Julian. Much appreciated, just like we appreciate our friends over at rockauto.com who remind us that with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you're ever going to need. Plus, they have different pricing tiers for do-it-yourselfers and professionals. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and get you a fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey for $216 compared to $353 at some major chain stores. Bottom line is, guys, rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Back now to wrap up today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. Locked On Washington football team podcast on Twitter at LockedWFTPod. My co-host Chris Russell. Off for today's episode, find him on Twitter at Russellmania621. And we're talking Madden. Madden 22 coming out, promising a whole lot of upgrades to the franchise mode. We'll see if they deliver a lot of angst going around uh, the franchise by a lot of franchise uh, enthusiasts like myself. I am a franchise player more than anything. I dabble you know, in the Madden Ultimate Team and the online stuff and all that. You know, I, I get the draw to it. But I'm an old school guy. I'm 38 years old. You know, so I've been playing Madden for a long, long time. I'm a franchise fan, so hopefully they do right by us franchise folks. But of course, this time of year, you have the cover reveal already. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady going to be on the cover. Now we're starting to get some of the ratings. Uh, And the 99 Club has come out. No Washington football team members on the 99 Club in the 99 overall club. But for those of you who are interested, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Jalen Ramsey of the Los Angeles Rams, tight end Travis Kelsey, also the Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Rams defensive end Aaron Donald, Green Bay Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams, all on the in the 99 club this year. Patrick Mahomes, his third year in the 99 overall club 
And then you go to the team ratings, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers topping the list, 92 overall with a 90 defensive rating and a 92 offensive rating. The Kansas City Chiefs are second overall with 90 overall. Their defensive rating, though, guys, 78, which is it's kind of accurate. The Washington football team comes in 81 overall with an 81 defensive rating. I have a feeling that's going to go up during, throughout uh, the duration of the year and a 76 offensive rating. So just for just to put it kind of in perspective, right? 81 as a total defensive rating, guys, uh, is on the likes of the New York Giants, who are 82, the Minnesota Vikings, who are number 80 or 81 overall uh, for defense, and then well behind units like the Denver Broncos who come in at 86. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams actually even have an 83. I think their defense is a little bit better than that as well. So we'll have to see how those team ratings go. But then, of course, you look over at the rookie ratings, and Kyle Pitts, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, leads all rookies with an 81 overall ranking, while the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, quarterback Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars, comes in at 78 overall. Getting specifically to the Washington football team, no players, guys, on this roster Coming in at launch, starting the season with a 90 or more rating. Kendall Fuller and Terry McLaurin tied for the tops in the in the on the franchise on the Washington football team with 89 overall ratings. So nearly cracking the 90 threshold, but not quite cracking the 90 threshold. Pretty sure they're both going to do so as the season gets in. A newly re-signed defensive lineman Jonathan Allen comes in at 88 overall. Brandon Scherf, the guy who wants to be a lifelong WFT or comes in at 87 overall, as does uh, Deron Payne, his reserve COVID-19 list buddy. Chase Young comes in at 86 overall, and if he does what uh, Chris and I and a lot of other people hope he's going to do, of course, that rating will come in much, much higher when the season is over. New addition, William Jackson the third comes in at an 86 overall as well. Fellow new addition, Curtis Samuel, comes in at 83. Landon Collins returning to the team. Strong safety listed here at Madden. We'll see where Jack Del Rio and Poison comes in at a 79 overall quarterback ryan fitzpatrick is the top rated quarterback according to madden on this roster and he comes in at 75 overall first round draft pick jamin davis listed as a right outside linebacker by Madden 22 at launch comes in with a 73 overall rating and as far as quarterback comp competitions are concerned guys behind ryan fitzpatrick you don't have another quarterback ranked until you have kyle allen who comes in at 65 overall taylor heineke comes in at 61 overall so the third ranked quarterback according to madden 22 on the washington football team roster uh plenty of those plenty of those ratings still out there to be found just head over to ea sports website and you can find the full list of madden ratings give us your reactions give us your thoughts on twitter or in the voicemails or in the emails wherever you want to go if if you have a question a topic that you want to discuss or a comment a take that you want to share with us send those in to lockedwftpod at gmail.com or call in and be part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. We do have a voicemail from our friend Camion in the shoot that we will get to later on this week. Camion, thank you for that. If you want to join him, please, by all means, call in as well. And now that you're done listening to this episode, check out the Locked on Bets podcast, betting on the NFL on sports in general. doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever. Guys, I will be back tomorrow with my crossover Philadelphia Eagles preseason update and review. 
So make sure you come back and don't miss that. If you missed the New York Giants one with Patricia Trana, make sure you go back to Monday. Check that out as well. Of course, you can also head over to WSA9.com and find that story up on the website. Until we speak again, guys, if you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Thank you for joining right here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.